0: warrior, My brothers, welcome back to The Man of War. My name is Ralph Khan, and of course, I am a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern-day warrior, a man who walks on that warrior's path. Now, speaking about the warrior's path, check this out. The Men of War Crucible. If you have not heard about this rite of passage, you've been hiding under a rock. Listen, if you are the type of man that is committed, ready for a change, and wants to join a brotherhood of warriors, this is the opportunity here of a lifetime. All right, we do our training in Northern Florida. We have specific groups going through every single year. It is a two-step process for your selection, but I got to tell you, if you're an honorable man that wants to make a change, looking to lead himself, his family, and his business in the right direction, this is for you. By the way, it'll be the most challenging thing you've ever done in your life. Five life-changing days with warrior-minded men out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) It's just uh, every time I go and I am part of the cadre, it's just phenomenal, the people that you meet. And more importantly, when you graduate from this rite of passage, you enter into the Men of War Society, which is an elite group of men, of brothers, Basically, that will last for a lifetime. These guys have all graduated from the crucible. And, you know, we meet every month via video conferencing. We have different team challenges every month. Um, it, it's just phenomenal. And then, of course, we have the once a year gathering, uh, which we all come together. And it's just look, the bottom line is this if you really want to enter a brotherhood of warriors, you got to apply for this man of war crucible go to man of war crucible that's m-e-n of war crucible.com listen if you haven't heard about our new youtube channel you gotta go there some great great content we're going to continue to feed some great content into that channel Um, it is youtube.com forward slash man of war go find us subscribe to it and I hope that you enjoy the content because we've de- we're definitely working very hard at uh, creating that channel and make it a very very powerful um, channel where you can get some great content. It's pretty much just like our podcast and of course our Instagram, which is Man of War with two R's. And um, I think you'll get some great content, man, across all these media sources. It'll keep you rolling and walking on that warrior's path. Now, today's show we're going to be discussing. <laughs> active shooters and how you can protect yourself or better protect yourself against these active shooters. Um, We're going to reveal some great ideas. And more importantly, we're going to take you down a road that a lot of people maybe are even uncomfortable with, right? It's wearing uh, specific armor or having it nearby uh, to use in case a situation like this breaks out. And I think it's an unbelievable product here. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, but boy, um, Leatherback Gear has been making some great backpacks here. uh leatherbackgear.com. You got to go there. You got to look at what they have. Use our code our discount code Man of War, and I'm telling you, man, um, you know, usually most people know that in this show, I don't like blow smoke up anybody's ass. If the product is legit, okay, I own it. Um, I use it. Uh, my kids use it for their school. This is just a, a, a great uh, tool to use. Um, and I think everybody should be using it like, no joke. Um, it's a backpack that literally, you know, you snap it in two, you use, unzip it, and it becomes a tactical uh, front ballistic panel and rear ballistic panel. And it's so easy and it's totally um, not obtrusive at all. Um, It's very easy to do, very easy to don, and I highly recommend you go out there um, and check out this company, leatherbackgear.com. All right, before we dive into the show, make sure that you whip out some pen and paper and start taking these notes and implementing these strategies in to your life i say this over and over again i'm asking you to be smart about this listening to a podcast just on the fly is great but come back to it get the notes gather them and implement them into your life stand by michael DeGus, welcome to the man of war podcast brothers an honor to have you on
1: thanks man we're honored to be here appreciate it
0: good stuff brother so we we're talking before the uh podcast here and you have some great things on the pipeline. But what we're going to do here is this, okay? We're going to introduce who you are, what you're about, and, of course, the company um, that you are a big part of. So, first of all, who is Michael uh, uh,
1: Hard to say in a nutshell, but uh, federal law enforcement did some time with Secret Service, um, safety protection, tons of hunting down... Uh, fraud, criminal stuff, whether it was gangs in the streets of L.A. or international cyber terrorists. Um, I had a lot of fun for about a dozen years with Secret Service. So by transitioning out, doing entrepreneurial stuff, uh, marketeer at heart and just kind of an adventurer, and like to help people everywhere I go.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Love it. So, let's get back into, you know, you talked to, you were in Secret Service and, you know, you're federal. I mean, you've worked a little bit in in, in that field, okay? And uh, were you working at any protection level or anything like that in the Secret Service?
1: Yeah, I've done uh, several different levels through there from what we call low, medium, and high, and high being obviously the man, uh, being on the president's detail. Um, I've done the low level dignitaries because obviously the service protects anybody that is in charge of a foreign country that comes over the United States. Um, whether it's prime minister of Japan, um, I mean, just, I couldn't even begin to rattle off the, uh, the hundreds of people I've been involved with.
0: So now when we talk about protection, was that in your core, in your soul? Is that something that you always wanted to do?
1: Yeah. I, you know, it's a funny question, Rafa. Um, every time since I was in the seventh grade, uh, secret service is something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And my little hometown out in California, uh, Ridgecrest, California, nobody knew what to do with me, um, for the schools. So, you know, if they, if you recall way back then they, they had the guidance counselors and all that kind of stuff. So by the time I got to high school, the guidance counselor had never even heard of anybody asking to join the secret service. And, um, so when I was in my senior year in high school, I opened up the yellow pages and found an office in Kern County way back then. Uh, and I ended up calling the secret service field office that was out of the yellow pages and they put some guy um, that was a special agent on the phone. And this dude spent almost an hour talking and answering questions of some kid he'd never meet that he'd never know, but wanted to leave the service better than he found it. And um, even took the time to send me applications and brochures and all that stuff to the high school.
0: Wow. Oh. So talk to me a little bit about how exactly, when you went into the Secret Service and you got into law enforcement, I mean, how exactly did you, I mean, your career, how did it go? Give us a little bit of a glimpse on that. And more importantly, what we're going to go through here, and I know there's a lot of things that you can't really talk about, but what I want people to know here is that you're a guy pretty much like myself in law enforcement. You have transitioned now into the entrepreneur side. So I want everybody to understand here loud and clear that it can be done. No matter where you are in your life, if you are committed to change, if you are committed to stepping up and doing something impactful, you can do it.
1: Oh, 100% agree, brother. 100% agree. And law enforcement, um, I think the best way I could give you an assessment of what you're saying for somebody else to hear and listen to is that law enforcement in general provides and installs in you, or it doesn't install in you, it really brings out in you something that's already there to help other people. And I think being an entrepreneur, is that very thing. All, all you're doing is helping other people. I mean, you've probably heard the old adage of uh, find a problem and solve it or um, go to work on doing, building the better mousetrap, I guess is the way to say it. But you're, all you're doing is helping everybody that's out there. And when I was doing law enforcement stuff every day, all we did was help people. I'd get, we'd get calls. You'd see it. You're doing protection. I'm helping safe, keep somebody safe. And the skill sets of building plans, whether it's an operational plan for a warrant, serving a search warrant and going out and arresting somebody on an arrest warrant, whether it's doing protection, whether it's just working up a case plan to submit for prosecution, there's a process. And in the world of business, there's a process. There's a, there's idea to creating something and, and, and actually making something out of what you think up in your head and to turning it into a tangible product. There, there's a process that you go through. And so you kind of build out your operational plan. It's just called a business plan instead of an ops plan. And uh, there's a, there's a team that's involved just like going out and doing all the ops that you and I are used to doing that finding the right people makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. And I've been fortunate enough to do that.
0: Totally. I agree. All right. So, Talk to me about the fire you had in your gut when you decided to go, you know what? I want to start something, new. I want to start a company. I want to do something impactful. But more importantly, above all, is bring something to the market that can protect other people.
1: Um, so I, I've always been a tinker as far back as I can remember. Um, always come up with stuff. I, before I got into the service, uh, you know, I did some some small little entrepreneurial things. Um, but, but had this massive draw and passion pull to go back to the secret service and and play that and do that. And so it's one of those, you got to check the box things. Otherwise I'd have been remiss in life. And so I ultimately did that. But in the course of doing that, you still don't lose the fire of wanting to be an entrepreneur and develop things and stuff. And so when, when this thing happened, um, it's kind of a culmination of a lot of skill sets that I've learned. And then a lot of things that I've had and then events that I've just been a part of, like, you know, my, my older brother's law enforcement as well. And, um, 13 years ago, he responded to an active shooting call on the radio before it was really a mainstream in vogue kind of thing. And I, I mean, I hate using those terms about it, but I don't, I don't know how to, everybody knows what it is today. Back then, nobody really, um, saw it every day or every week, but he went in and did the job. Did, did the job, went to work, and, and unfortunately, um, had to take somebody's life. But that person was intent on taking other people's life. And so fortunately, he was able to respond and put the threat down and, and resolve it um, before any, any person was, was killed. There was several people hurt, but nobody was killed. And that was all mm-hmm. due to my brother being in close proximity enough to respond fast enough mm-hmm. when the call came out. So I, I actually had an inside look at active shooting things from two sides because it was a very small community at the time. Mm-hmm. And half the people thought he was a hero. And the other half thought he was a, a killer. Um, right. And very few people understand what it's like for, um, for a law enforcement officer. Yeah, you volunteer. You're not drafted into to being a, a, a public servant. You're, you're just like back in Vietnam with the military. There's no draft to do this. It's a, I, I volunteer to go and sign up, and go to the academy, and have the gun and the badge, and put my life on the line, but nobody teaches you when you pull the trigger what the aftermath is, and so the people that are affected are not just the everyday citizen, but also the law enforcement side of it, and so I spent a lot of time with my brother working through that stuff mentally with him, um, listening to him, and, um, and you know, a lot of tears, which you know, big tough macho guys don't want to talk about, but through all that, I got in doing what I do with the service and all the protection side. And all those experiences kind of culminated one day into developing the brand Leatherback Gear in the product that you see.
0: So let's dive into that. All right. Uh, yeah. Your brand Leatherback Gear. I mean, talk to me about what it is.
1: So I get asked that question a lot. Um, and very few people understand the backstory of this because we've been running this for three and a half years. Um, and I've never, you're, you're one of the first people to hear about who's actually behind the brand. Um, we, we pump the product first and the, the story of the brand doesn't exist yet. And so we're, we're just now I'm kind of coming up to periscope depth of telling the world who's behind the brand here. So the, the name leatherback itself, um, is a sea turtle. Uh, if you're familiar with turtles at all. Sure. Um, so leatherback sea turtles, I spent years in Fiji going back and forth and, was involved in helping some turtles over there and doing stuff but when we developed this product for a backpack that separates into front and back protection in in a matter of seconds the correlation was obviously a turtle shell and so if i describe it to people it's like you're putting on your turtle shell just take your pack off and put on it on a turtle shell they mm-hmm. could instantly connect the dot of oh i got it i got a shell on the front and a shell on the back 100 mm-hmm. but when we started researching, you know, being the, the entrepreneur side, now you got to build a brand, not just a product. Um, everything that we used with Turtle, when I was coming up, it was like Turtle 6 or everything reminded me of Turtle Wax or right. Turtle um, umpteen things, right? So we just kept hitting roadblock after roadblock. And um, I actually played around with labeling it something called um, – I'm, I'm not a hugely religious person by any means, but there's a, there's a biblical reference in the book of Psalms 91 – Verse 14. And so I, I actually played with initially labeling this as P9114 because I really liked the 911. Mm-hmm. And it was all around, I will be with you, I will protect you. Um but the more I dove into it, it just didn't quite feel right. Like mm-hmm. this would be the brand that we would run with. And I, I got up one day thinking about my time in Fiji and Sea Turtles, and the leatherback turtle came to mind. So I went to work and did some research on this thing. And it turns out they are technically dinosaurs today and they have been around since the era of dinosaurs. They're the oldest sea turtles out there. They're the biggest and they have this really cool feature that allows them to expand and contract their shell for diving to avoid predators to expanding up for buoyancy. And it's all hidden underneath a rubbery layer of skin. In fact, like this is, this is actually what their shell looks like. It it Mm -hmm. almost looks like a shield. Mm -hmm. And um, so the more I started to research it, the more I thought like this just looks like somebody could carry a shield and then what it allowed to do hidden with underneath the layer of the external layer of skin on the leatherback sea turtle kind of was correlated to what I was doing. And then this thing has survived dinosaurs, natural disasters, humans hunting it, and it just keeps on ticking.
0: And it just,
1: it kind of, it kind of became a visual thing for me of like this, this is the brand name. It's, this is leatherback here because I, I want you to survive. Mm-hmm. No matter what the, the extinction threat is, whatever the hunter is, you've got to be able to survive.
0: Interesting. So you took that name on and you said, hey, let's roll with it. You created a logo. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty cool, very simplistic logo. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so
1: it, kind of funny, man. We, um, we had a, a couple of designers that pitched some ideas to us and probably no different than stuff you've seen. It's like I, you have all these huge, massive things and you're like – just it just doesn't feel right and then one guy sends that logo on on a piece of paper with a pencil sketch Mm -hmm. and he says that this is what I would do and so I called him and we had a long conversation why would you do that he says it's so simple and it shows exactly what the turtle is but it shows a shield and he says I I think that's iconic man and I completely agree just felt immediately attached and drawn to the simplicity and the beauty of it and that was that
0: very cool very cool so now, how did you, um, you know, give me a little bit of a, of a inside look on your journey developing these packs. Cause I'm sure it wasn't an overnight thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, uh, trial and error. Um, and we, we still do it today. I mean, we still test and evaluate and go through and build, but when this first started, when I was watching that UCLA school shooting unfold and I was two miles away, mm-hmm. um, I was watching those kids come out wearing backpacks and 99% of the kids walking out of the, I mean, kids are college kids. So, I mean, they're they're adults, but walking yeah. out of the buildings on campus and every one of them had a backpack on. So this hit me right. like a ton of bricks. Like mm-hmm. th- this is, this is the answer that I was researching to try to help people because I was involved in um, an app for school safety and school shooting stuff, but sort of you hitting your phone and the Iron Man suit jumping out, right, it didn't right. do anything to help you. Right. So, As I kept ideating through this with several people on active shooters, um, when I saw that UCLA thing, this thing hit me. So I went that night um, after I got done doing all the stuff I was doing on a security plan. And I called my brother as I'm driving home. I said, man, I got an idea. You were in a shooting. What do you think of this? Immediately like, holy crap. That's phenomenal. So went to work and by no means a seamstress. I still have the, the prototype that we did that uh, built in the garage. Um, I, I'm not a backpack maker by any means, but it kind of conveyed the concept of taking a product and separating it into front and back protection. And then from there went to work finding, um, trying to find formal people that actually build backpacks, which is something I never ever even thought of in, in mm-hmm. the world. But as you started to research it, you see all the companies that exist in backpacks. I mean, there, there's 176 million backpacks sold in the United States every year. Incredible. You know. It's it's unbelievable. The market size is huge. Um, but each one of those are designed by a designer. And so I, I ended up finding a few. And um, one of the funny ones to me uh, was a guy, you know, I don't want to mention names or anything like that, but um, we did an NDA. I explained what I wanted to do. And the guy told me, This is probably one of the greatest advancements I've ever seen in backpacks. But I got to tell you, I'm going to pass. And I said, what? Why would you do that? And he says, Well, I, I don't like violence and I don't like guns. And I don't think, um, oh, come on. Uh, yeah, I swear. Wow. So I think we need to work on getting rid of the guns. And so that, that was the first foray into finding a formal designer. That was, thankfully, the third guy that I interviewed loved it. We went to work, and uh, that's how we started. But. Um,
0: Hey guys, just to break in the action here, listen, if you're a man that's looking to take it up to that next level, to start changing his life, to start leading from the front, leading his family, his business, okay, even himself, and start walking in that warrior's path, but more importantly, joining a brotherhood of like-minded men, of warriors, you need to look no further. This is a life-changing, a transformational experience. It is a rite of passage into the men-of-war society. In this society, basically, it's elite men from all over that have graduated from the men of war crucible. Now, the crucible is a five-day, life-changing, transformational, powerful experience. That's all I can tell you. I want you to go to menofwarcrucible.com that's M-E-N of crucible.com and do your research so you understand what it means to enter into this brotherhood my brother I urge you if you're an honorable man a courageous man that wants to change his life and start walking in that warrior's path I urge you to submit an application that's menofwarcrucible.com
1: we, we went through several iterations of going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, finally got it. And then even the manufacturing process, it's like we went through several iterations to find the right fit for that and then fulfillment. And, and then it's like colorways, which colors are we going to use? What's the market going to, what, what are they going to be the attorney that I have? Uh, world-class attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I don't know, you dropped out. Um, phenomenal law firm. And he and I went to talk about the patents on this. So I'd called him. I've done several things for him over the, over the years helping out. And I think he was just being polite, entertaining me. So we went and had breakfast. And he said, so where's this backpack you're, you're all excited about? And I said, well, it's right here. And he says, well, no, where's the bulletproof backpack? And I said, it's, it's right here. So I tossed him the backpack. He goes, well, this is a backpack. I said, yeah, that's what, it, what'd you think I was talking about? And he's like, well, I was picturing something like in Afghanistan, you know, this big massive thing with all this weight. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, where's the armor? And I said, it's in there. Brett, it's it's, that's the backpack. You're kidding, and I said no. And he says, "What?" And I said, "We'll pull that red zipper." And his jaw hit the desk. He put it on. He's like, "Oh my God, you're going to sell millions of these things!" But and you know, we just keep going. So it's uh, it's not all rosy. I've had a lot of challenges. We've had uh, everything from trying to find designers to uh, even even investor challenges, which yeah. you know that's a whole episode in and of itself of uh, of dealing with stuff on that. Um, but thankfully, it's, it's just like being in law enforcement, man. It, it, the answer is we're keeping going. Like I, I, I'm going home at the end of the day, and this is going to go at the end of the day. So despite the obstacles, we just keep going.
0: Awesome, man. Love that mindset. No doubt about it. Where you just forge ahead no matter what. And look, you know, business is business, man. You're going to run into obstacles just like, you know, I believe business to be, you know, definitely a war zone at times where you have you know, difficulties, man. You got to overcome them. No doubt about it. You got to forge away because this is how you're going to ultimately be successful. And I believe your product. And for those that don't know, I carry his backpack daily with me everywhere I go. Um, and I'm going to be definitely putting it out there, uh, putting it out there more for everyone to see. Um, and it's just a, a great product, well-made across the board. And for you guys know that for me to back a product, I have to truly believe in it. Um, this is a, just a great backpack all the way across the board. I mean, there's plenty of room in there. You never even know there's, uh, you know, ballistic panels front and back. Um, and the way that they've done it with the zippers, just the quality. Okay, which, which let's get into that for a second, the quality of the product, because it's not just that it's, it's a good looking backpack, it's the quality of the material, the way that it's sewn, the way that the zipper is laid out. Um, I got to believe you went over quite a few times to get this <laughs> right, huh?
1: Oh, I, Rough, I couldn't even tell you how many countless meetings and times we've gone through for revisions. Right. And it's not just the major stuff. It's also the minor stuff. It's the zipper placement. It's what is this pocket going to do? Do we need this one here? Should it be here? Should it, should I move this strap over here? Should I, I mean, I, some of it is so silly that when you think of it, but at the end of the day, what, what you're looking for is that customer in that out of box experience, because we ship probably 80 plus percent, 85% of our sales are direct to consumer. And so when you when you get it on your doorstep, and take it home, and you see that box that says Leatherback here on it, you take it out. I, I, I want you to be impressed and feel like this is a quality item mm-hmm. that somebody spent a lot of time and attention developing, and cares about your safety. And I want you to feel that when you when you grab that pro, that backpack.
0: Yeah, it's great. I mean, the 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 padding on on the shoulder straps and the zippers. I mean, it's all very unique. And and it's you know you would think, and a lot of people would think that. Um, a backpack with ballistic panels in it has very little room to, you know, to put, I got to tell you, I put multiple computers in there. I got plenty of room pockets and everything. And and knowing that you have that in case anything were ever to go down, to be able to take that off and put it and use it, it's just a a, a really good comforting feeling um, across the board. Now, talk to me about, you have also backpacks for children, for, for younger age children. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, so um, when I first came up with this, when it first hit me, I was watching college-age students. So we're talking Mm -hmm. adults, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But the problem is I I have three kids. I I have a a kindergartner, a second grader, and a sixth grader. So we're talking five, eight, and 12 right now. And so my 12-year-old, absolutely no question, can can do what she needs to do. My eight-year-old son could do it. Do I feel comfortable knowing that he should be able to be responsible with a backpack all on his own? Not really. My five-year-old daughter, not a chance. But where I got to was this has to be user, like this has to be intuitive for them Mm -hmm. to understand this, that if they're ever at school, if they're ever out or ever traveling, if they're something, they need to know that that one I'm around or a teacher's around can help them. But two, this is so intuitive for them that all they do is grab the zipper and put it on, and it's it's easy, yep, yep. right. And so the the bigger packs that I started with, we started with what we call the tactical one and our civilian one, mm-hmm. and realizing real quick that kids they're too big for the kids. Um, it, it became uh, I really am focused on trying to solve the school safety issue, mm-hmm. but but it starts in steps, and so it goes back to the what we were talking about operational plans and processes. The steps are one, would the market adopt what I was doing? Mm-hmm. And I think starting with kids was the wrong thing to do. So let's just see where we right? W- would anybody buy the pack? So I started with the adult size and was first to see and test it. Yeah. And we started to learn and learn and learn and learn. And that's how we ended up developing our sport one based on a lot of feedback and a lot of feedback from moms because every, every law enforcement, military, first responder, ambulance driver, they're all, you know, they've got a family. And so it was like, hey, this is really cool. My kid could use this. And so we started to see that. Whereas three and a half years ago, everybody thought I was crazy when I first started this. Sure. But now this, if you recall going to school, back to school this year, um, in the 2019, at the end of the year, everybody was talking about bulletproof backpacks, right? So leatherback gear looked like it was Nostradamus. But I still wasn't comfortable enough until we were able to hone down and get rid of all the extra stuff and make this intuitive so that a kid puts their stuff in it mm-hmm. and they know that zipper does that one thing and that's all they need to worry about. Um, but we ultimately did. We, we came out with a Sport One Junior um, and then in continuously evolving and honing in our marketing, Rafa. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've been on the site in the last week or so, but we've updated it. But mm-hmm. one of the things that's hit me on the marketeering side is, is that backpacks – Uh, they, they, they have one sole function since they were invented a thousand years ago, they were patented a little over a hundred years ago, Mm -hmm. but their whole purpose is to carry on your back, whatever you needed or wanted to keep safe and protected wherever you were in the world, Mm -hmm. right? That's all they've done. And the innovation over the last hundred years is like, let's run a wire through, or let's put a battery in it so I can charge my cell phone. We, we have four patents in the United States now that cover everything to do with our separation, our detachable tourniquets and the shoulder straps. I've got patents in Canada, Israel, the EU, all, all that kind of stuff. All because today we, we've taken and done with backpacks what nobody's ever done or thought possible. And that was that it was simply taking an existing thing and turning it into a protective thing. So the way you stayed safe and protected in the world yesterday no longer applies to today. And so today with Leatherbag, the, the most important thing you'll ever put in your backpack today is you.
0: That's awesome. And yep.
1: Yep. we're the only brand in the world that can say that. We're the only brand that, that has patents that allow you to do that. And so if you get on the site now, you'll see there's, there's actually a kid on one of the main pictures on one of the main slider images up top that says that very thing, that the most important thing you'll ever put in your backpack is you.
0: Awesome. I love that. It's a great slogan and something very powerful, impactful. All right, so let's talk about school shootings, active shooters, um, incidents, and and more importantly, I think, um, breaking this down is how do you think society in general will take, hey, you know what, we're going to be wearing these backpacks, taking them with us, um, and they have ballistic panels. See, uh, I, I find that a lot of people get uncomfortable with the word ballistic and they get uncomfortable with, you know, bulletproof. And and uh, it, it's just a, a, a sad way to start looking at things. People need to, in my opinion, I don't know if you agree with me here, Mike, but they need to snap out of their, some of this weak mentality that's out there. Um, when it comes to saving lives, when it comes to, uh Possibly you know being right in the in the heat of gunfire and saving a limb or saving your life or or saving another's life and having some type of shield between you um, and th- that round that's coming your way I think that is life-changing i think that is um something that most people should start kind of getting their head around and start saying you know what we do need to wear some type of protective or at least have it accessible to us uh when the shit hits the fan
1: yeah so you're hitting on um i mean you and i could talk for hours I, i have a feeling you and i would have a field day talking about this so if you ever want to talk on another podcast and drill into this, let me know, but I'll, I'll try to give you some, some highlights because I get into a, a lot with people that ask these questions. Mm-hmm. And so absolutely agree. When I started, we started a term called backpack to bulletproof. Um, and that was kind of our, our catchphrase. What I don't like is bulletproof is, as you know, armor's not bulletproof, right? Mm-hmm. It's armor, right? So it's a scary conversation for a mom, for a dad, for a business owner. If you're not law enforcement, that scares the snot out of you. But guys like you and me, it's just like, well, whatever. It's like putting on a necktie today. I'm just right. going to work. Sure. So what? But th- there's a Greek philosopher by the name of Plutarch. I don't know if you ever heard of the guy, sure. but he has a great quote that said uh, a warrior carries a shield, not for himself, but for the sake of the line. Yep. Right. So if I'm a, if I'm a parent like I am, and I've got three kids and a wife at home, then I, I'm, I'm giving them a shield, mm-hmm. not, for the sake of them, but for all of us, like I, it, it's impactful for everybody. Sure. And armor itself, um, we're we're trying to change the category. I've had a lot of knockoffs. I have a lot of people trying to sell bulletproof backpacks where they just put a panel in a backpack. Called. Mm-hmm. We're we're trying to bring some responsibility and authenticity to this category in the market today. So we're actually changing it and calling it an armored backpack, which is something that you probably are familiar with, like armored cars. You don't mm-hmm. call it a bulletproof car mm-hmm. to go pick up money at the bank. It's an armored truck. So we're we're using the word armor because I think it's more realistic and it's less intimidating because everybody knows what an armored truck is. Secondly, um, safety and protection is everyone's responsibility. Mm-hmm. It, it's not you can't just dial nine one one assume you're going to be safe and protected. Much like you don't go get in your car and put your seatbelt on, and go down drive the road like you put on safety devices all day long. You you do self protection all day long. Of course. I'm just telling you that you need to do it with a backpack because as of right now, if, if you, do you know the last time uh, a kid died in a fire in a school? No. But do you know if you caught on fire, what to do? Like what's three, three words that come to mind. If you're on yeah, fire,
0: roll on the ground, of course. Yeah. yeah stop, drop, stop, roll, roll, right? roll. Right. Yep.
1: Right. So now if the, if there is a fire in the building at a school or a home or whatever, mm-hmm. do, do you just open the door?
0: I, or, I, hear, I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah. You don't yep. like you're, you're testing for heat, right? So, that to me is a scary conversation. I don't know about you, but being burned yes. alive scares the crap out of me. Like, of I'm, I'm not interested in that. But yet, every kid is taught in school stop, drop, roll, check the door for heat, stay low. Every classroom, every hallway, every office in a school
0: mm-hmm. has a
1: fire extinguisher. They mm-hmm. all have sprinkler systems. But yet, did you know that it's been almost 70 years since a kid died in a school environment? And yet, they all know what to do today. Yep. And so, I think totally. for me, what we're doing is akin to whoever came up with the first fire extinguisher Mm -hmm. and thought when the, when the thing caught on fire, they go running in there with a fire extinguisher and start. I'm sure everybody thought they were an idiot. Like you're out of your mind until it worked. And then it's turned into this entire industry where there's building codes that exist now for schools and hospitals and office buildings that require fire sprinkler systems, fire alarm panels, Mm -hmm. fire uh, extinguishers to be put throughout training involved. And yet, Rafa, there's still a fire department all over the place in the United States. They still come running, but they're reliant on you to one, notify them and two, try to mitigate it. And three, save yourself or those around yes. you right. until they get right. there, right? You, I'm not yep. telling anybody to like the police department shouldn't exist. What I'm saying is you need to afford yourself the time and, and the, some sort of reactionary tool like a fire extinguisher is to a fire, it's a light, it's a reactionary tool to a life threatening problem. And so yeah, leatherback 100%, here, one hundred percent, man. Mm-hmm. That that's all leatherback is. Is this is the fire extinguisher for active shooters? So if you're comfortable enough to have a fire extinguisher, and I get, do you have any at home?
0: Uh, not well. Yeah, one, one, yeah, but it's and kind that's of tucked all, away.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you but see, you, yeah. you know where one is, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, Everybody's usually got one. It's probably underneath the kitchen sink in the garage. You yeah, may have yeah. one in the car. There's yeah. one at the Everybody knows where they are. Nobody's terrified of those. But the building could like go up in flames around you. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, I, I fully get that this is a scary conversation, but you're doing it anyway. I'm just mm-hmm. trying, to, I'm trying to give it to you in a different light. And it's a lot like um, something else kids do, swimming. I mean, I, I don't know a single parent that when they decide they're going to take their kids swimming, for the very first time ever, they take them to a pool, a lake, a river, the ocean, just throw them in and leave them and go, hey, hope you're here in a few hours when I get back. Mm-hmm. That's insane. But what they do do is they take them out and they get them enrolled in swim lessons and they go through the process again of level one, two, three, whatever those are all the way from, Hey, you can, you can survive in the water. You can swim. You can enjoy, you can save yourself. There's still a lifeguard sitting on the pool deck or at the river or the lake or the ocean. They come running if you've got a problem, but you yeah, got to have yeah. enough skill sets to, to save yourself until they get there. And so where you and I are, when I pitch leather back to people, it's like, I, I'm not, I'm not replacing the like reactionary people called police officers by any means. I want you to save yourself long enough until a guy like me gets there to take the fight on for you. Cause I don't want you doing that. And I certainly don't want you to stand in there like Superman wearing leather back gear thinking you're just bulletproof. I think that's idiotic. But I do think by giving you a tool like this, that's hidden in an everyday item that you, you're already carrying a backpack anyway. What, why not? And the last thing I'd suggest is more people uh, are, are concerned about their homes, apartments, townhomes, building, whatever, than they are about themselves. So I walk out my door, I'll turn around and you lock the deadbolt. Some people have a security system on their home or the, you know, the the camera systems, like you ring the doorbell and the camera comes on. or They're so concerned about all that, but yet they walk blindly out in the world and not not think twice about it. But you, you're you worried about somebody breaking in and taking your stuff and so you, you find the tools to protect all that, but you just walk out into the world like blindly. And so where, where I'm at is back, I told you 176 million in the United States are sold every year and it goes up about 3% a year on average. For me, if that's true, that's 176 million people that could take on the responsibility of self-awareness and, and create some sort of protection for themselves. And if it saves one person, then it's well worth me doing all the time and energy that we're doing.
0: Man, that's good stuff, no doubt. You know, talk to me a little bit about um, these active shooters. What is your ultimate goal here? Would you like to see kids with these backpacks in the schools, um, college kids specifically have these backpacks with them? I mean, is that your ultimate goal is to, to make it where it's, you know what, almost to the point where, hey, this is a common theme. Um, it, it, it's doable. People will do it. Do um, you, you want to try to, um, I guess, shift that mindset a little bit? Is that one of the things that's at the forefront of what you're doing? Yeah,
1: I think mindset, um, especially from the worlds that you and I come, Rafa, mindset is everything. Um, being an entrepreneur and a marketeer, mindset is everything. And what I'm trying to do is get people to be personally responsible for themselves you're you're personally responsible driving a car at 65 miles an hour down the road with a single, you know, two-lane road with a car coming at you, wearing a seatbelt, and you're, you have all the confidence in the world that you're safe and protected in that car driving. For me, I'm just telling you that these shootings occur everywhere. Movie theaters, airports, hospitals, schools, out in public, the shopping mall. And if you're carrying a backpack, if I if I can get you to understand that in a matter of seconds, you have front and back protection where you, where you currently have nothing. And it's the same level that you or I wear out there every day in the fight doing law enforcement. Why, why would you carry anything else but what we do? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that the most important thing you'll ever put in your backpack today is you. Mm-hmm. And so we, we are absolutely trying to change the mindset for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the world of active shootings, I think this is phase one. And by that, I mean, Leatherback Gear as a brand for backpacks is a personal reactionary system. It, I mean, it really is a deployable system. But you got to have it. You got to understand what it is in order for that to work for you. Second thing for me is phase two that we're working on um, is a facility-based protection system uh, that I call Be Ready. And that's a whole nother topic because we're, we're kind of prototyping and patenting that right now. But we're, we're building out phase two so that if I'm at a school uh, or a hospital or a church, you should be able to have a facility reactionary system that does what leather back, backpacks do personally. So in seconds, we're going to be able to help people. Um, and when I have that ready, you'll be among the first that I'll, I'll show that too.
0: I appreciate that. That's great. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So you're definitely thinking, creating on the fly here, and just basically you know, doing everything you can to have your part, your company's, uh, part into changing the mindset uh, I guess shifting the paradigm a little bit and and saying you know what the bottom line is that people do need this and it's going to help them in the long run and the reason it's going to help them is not so much because you know God forbid you get into a, a shooting but also I believe big time psychologically there's a sense of confidence a sense of uh, being able to do things when you feel a little bit more protected unfortunately The society, our society in general, um, you know, we have, I would say a good portion of individuals out there that don't want to see our society go into a protection mode. They don't want to see people protected. They rather have them hang as guinea pigs than, uh, you know, feel like, Hey, you know what? Police should not ever be armed. Police should never be, you know, with guns, have guns or, you know, have armor on them, blah, 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 all this bullshit I hear all the time. And unfortunately, those people, when the shit hits the fan are the first ones wishing that they had some type of protector uh, protection gear. And it's sad, but, but that's just the name of the game now.
1: Well, yeah, it's, I mean, sad or not, it's reality. Um, I think you could go backwards in history for centuries. And I mean, you could go back to what we were just talking about with Plutarch and the Greek philosophers I and mean, go, go back to the Spartans. They had their shield. They had their, their swords. I mean, protection has been as, as old as time. I mean, it's just, People survive, right? So whether you're, you're fighting off dinosaurs or wild animals or you're helping people stay safe and protected from the President of the United States to the Pope to, to a, a, an armed security guard at a bank, safety and security is, is as old as, I, I mean, I can't even, prostitution maybe? I, I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to go with that. But it's, it's one of those concepts that for some reason is terrifying to some people. And it's a lot of people, to your point. Um, Politically, I I don't tend to get into the politics of this conversation with people. I tend to not go down the path of, um, you know, liberal or not, or pro-gun or not. Like, I'm a gunslinger. I I like guns. But I'm also extremely responsible with them. You know, two of my kids don't shoot yet. I just don't don't take them out and teach them all that stuff yet. They know not to do anything or touch anything. But you, you have to be responsible. Um, I, I think when it comes to safety and protection and police officers being armed or not, I, I mean, Rafa, you and I both know I could, I could kill somebody with a baseball bat. I mean, I, you could do it with your bare hands. I, I can do it with a car. I mean, how many terrorist things have you seen where they drive trucks in and just mow over people? So it's the gun, isn't the problem. It's just that people are people and you and I both know, you, you just don't know when someone's going to snap. You know, kind of a crazy story that's coming to mind for me. Do you remember um, a couple of months back there was a shooting in Pensacola at the, the base down there? Yes. So there was a guy, um, I'm not going to say his name, but he was, um, he was in flight school down there in the military. Um, he called, and my customer service people answered his call after literally about an hour after that shooting, mm-hmm. maybe two. And they called me on the cell phone. Hey, you need to talk to this guy. What's going on? he was in the room with the shooter. He's in flight school, in the military. Uh, He's kind of losing his marbles a little bit. So I get my older brother on the line. He and I get on the line with this guy and Rafa, no kidding. This guy was in the room when the shooter pulled out the gun, started shooting. And he said that he was missed by around within an inch or two of his life. And then the crazy thing was, he said a week prior to the shooting, I was on your website. I'm looking at this backpack. I was gonna buy a tactical one, and then I thought it's never gonna to happen to me. I don't need this. A, a week—I kid you not—a wow. week before the shooting. It's
0: a great story, yeah.
1: And so he's crying on the phone to my older brother and I, mm-hmm. and so I ended up helping him out. We we did ship him a backpack out, and then not only that, um, we've done several follow-up calls with my brother and he and I, and then Brad and he chit-chatting about shootings just trying to help do some therapy work for this kid. Right. But here's somebody that is in military that understands a lot of this stuff that thought never going to happen to me. Sure. And arguably shouldn't, but, but it does. We, We all know it does. And so I, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to, um, uh, I don't know what the right word is change people's minds for stopping psychological detriment. Like I can't fix that. What I can fix is, are you ready to swim or not? Are you ready to react to stop, drop, and roll if a fire alarm's pulled? Are you? Do you follow where I'm going?
0: Totally. Like, I, totally. Th-
1: there's an entire thing that's been missed in my mind, which is why I've been building what I've been building, Rafa. And I just felt it was time. As much as I love being a part of what I've been able to do with the service, um, it was time to go because people need help. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what we're building on the, personal side for Leatherback is tremendous. We have review after review after email after email coming in from people that are all about um, the peace of mind that this thing gives me when my kid walks out the door or when my wife goes off to to the mall or uh, like we have five-star reviews till the cows come home about Mm -hmm. how it makes them feel, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, that's all the difference in the world for us. But now I think there's a, there's a phase two for us, which is that facility based system and I think there's a lot of smart people in, in D.C. on the Hill that are working to, to solve for all the lost side of things. But in the meantime, people are dying. And so my mission is let me help you, whether it's you individually, you as a business, with your employees, you as a church, you as a school, you as a we We can help fix the reaction to all of this, just like fire is so dangerous and deadly, but yet you can't even answer when last time somebody died in a school fire. And fire is so bad, but yet you can cook on it in your home because you know what to do should there be a problem, right? So for me, guns aren't the issue. Shooting isn't the issue. It's what people do that causes the problem, just like an arsonist would destroy a building. But everybody knows what to do. And I I find that leatherback um, in this category out there in the market for armored backpacks or bulletproof backpacks or personal protection and safety There's not been a voice of of reason with somebody that's got experience, uh, practicality in the moment of doing this to come out and go, let let me walk you through. I have kids. I'm doing this myself. Let me show you what I've done at the highest levels and I can help you stay safe anywhere you go. Can I guarantee you that you're going to be safe? Absolutely not, but you're going to be safer with what we're doing. And my, my help than you're without it.
0: Awesome. So uh, Ultimately here, I mean, you're obviously you're taking, you're going into a phase two right now, your company's growing. Um, The mentality, I guess, that you're trying to put out there is, look, this is not uh, a quote unquote, a bulletproof type of thing. This is something that's going to help you feel a little bit more comfortable. It's going to give you an edge. And the reality is that if you' are if we have so many people wearing backpacks out there, I mean shit, why not make it you know a backpack that can give you the edge that may be able to protect you so that, that's it you know I love it I, I love it. I think it's to, you're totally on point, and I think it's very doable, and I think you know disseminating it in the right way it it's going to hit a lot of people. Um, I want to talk about the uh, the a power line that you have coming on because right now we're in the middle of this coronavirus, okay. And sure. it's important to um, do what we can um, to take it up to that next level, to keep everybody else operational. So talk a little bit about that because that is actually, so for everybody to know um, where he's rolling that out, I think in the next day or two, am I right? Yeah. 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 So um, I want to make sure that when you, you know, when you go, I'm going to post it on my, my stories. Um, and all that good stuff. So, if we can support this, let's do it, guys.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for wanting to even talk about this too, Rafa. Um, so, last week, um, I, you know, frequently being in business, and you probably got the same problem I do where you, you know, your head's running 100 miles an hour. So, I got up at about four o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep, and had things going on that I needed to do. And um, it really has been bothering me about this coronavirus thing where people are running out of masks at hospitals, doctors can't get masks, gloves hand sanitizers, uh, schools, um, my whole in-law family, my wife on down, uh, they're all educators and the schools are all shut down and they're finding that they don't have enough technology capacity for students to, to get online learning now to continue their education and go on. And, um, so it, it hit me on, uh, being a hero and you've probably been heard that expression Rafa being law enforcement. And I know I certainly haven't you know, you kind of brush it off. I don't consider to be one. I think guys like that are out there on the front line right now, fighting the virus, the doctors and the ER and the nurses, those Mm -hmm. are heroes today. Mm -hmm. Educators, absolute heroes. Um, Law enforcement out there on patrol, like you go out and do patrol every day. Absolutely a hero. Um, And what you're doing is remaining operational. And so I wanted a way to help get supplies through my connections that I've got. And I, I have sources for that and then help, move those sources somewhere, but how do we fund it? And so I um, uh, came up with a, a new thing that we just got the trademark going on Friday for, and we are putting all the pair out, and it was to be a HERO. And HERO to me is an acronym that we're getting the trademark around to help everyone remain operational. And so we're starting it now with the virus. Um, and so for all the stuff that's sold with the, the HERO campaign, whether it's a t-shirt, long sleeve, short sleeve, a hoodie, a hat, coffee mug, doesn't matter. Uh, a big chunk of proceeds to that go towards buying equipment, personal protective equipment, whether it's face masks, sanitizer, whatever, mm-hmm. technology for schools. And and let's help the hospitals and the schools remain operational. And so I'm, I'm building out or not me personally, but Leatherback back is going to launch a campaign to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And by being a hero, you're going to help everyone remain operational. However large or small that is for you, you're helping, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $1,000, a million dollars worth of apparel that we sell, this just doesn't matter. Uh, a chunk of that is going, and I mean a large chunk of it goes, to help everybody remain operational. And then once this virus thing is passed, um, then it'll focus back to active shooters. I, I want to help everyone remain operational from the school, the teachers, the administrators, if a shooting occurs at a school, the fire department, the police department, whatever in that community. If a tornado happens, let's help everyone remain operational. If a hurricane happens, let's help everyone. So we're, we're we're building out a new thing that I'm I'm really hoping is going to catch on. Um, you've probably heard of things like "Stop the Bleed" as a national campaign or whatever, but I, I really think there's something to from from me personally as a marketeer and first responder guy. There's something to helping everyone remain operational is a is a hero concept.
0: Yes, and I, I hope that it
1: ignites. Yeah,
0: love it, man. We're going to go ahead and push it out there because I I love, love that. It. And um, we're going to do everything we can in our end to, to make that happen. No doubt about it. Listen, for everyone here that's listening to this and maybe saying to themselves, hey, you know what, sh- I should, uh, should I or should I not? Listen, I don't back things up unless I believe in them. I've been carrying um, one of his backpacks now for a couple of months. I've taken it with me to the Crucible. Um, pretty much, it is a great backpack. Very simple, very uh, comfortably priced. Okay. This is not, you're not paying a thousand dollars for this backpack. Okay. It's definitely worth it. But, um, these guys are very reasonably priced with that said, um, you got to keep in mind that the type of, um, quality that you're getting here is top notch. So I urge you, I encourage you guys to make the investment. Okay. I'm going to have a uh, link on the podcast show notes, um, I'm also going to you know, post this on my Instagram stories and my Facebook stories so you guys could go and um, support um, definitely Leatherback Gear and also the Hero uh, apparel line. What I want you to do here is let people know where they can go get these backpacks, okay? And also a little bit uh, on, are they going to be able to get the apparel also on your website?
1: Yeah, 100%. Okay. All that's going to be up um, next day or so for the apparel, okay. but backpacks, everything's live now on leatherbackgear.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, it's leatherbackgear.com. Correct. All right. What about your social media? Um, is that leatherback gear also?
1: Yeah. So if you, if you get on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, we're on all of them. It's just leatherback gear. Uh, anybody can give us a call if they want. We have people that answer the phones, uh, eight, seven, seven, six safety. Um, and we'll answer any questions anybody has for any of your guys that are listening or gals that have armor already that, hey, I don't want to buy a backpack with panels in it. Um, we actually have removed that obstacle about a year or two ago. So you can buy the system with no panels, one panel, or the way it's designed with two panels, because I, I get it. I mean, that, that's the biggest chunk of the expense, and we've we've been able to get to where we've gotten to um, price-wise at 250 to $400, depending on which unit you want. But as you are probably from Armour just – I mean, we, we've done the best we can do. So, uh, oh, yeah, in a no reasonable doubt. price, especially when you get some, some of the big name brands that you can think of. I don't mm-hmm. want to rattle through, but I mean, you can buy backpacks for 200, 300, or $500. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. just a backpack. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we've done pretty well. I think we're on target and on mark and we've got some exciting stuff for the brand coming up with not just the hero, but, uh, we're doing a, a hunting line for, um, Uh, what we call the Huntsman collection for leatherback gear. So if you're out there hunting, that's another true active shooter environment where hunters are killed every year. Oh yeah. Um, So yeah, we're, we're working on that. We've got some, uh, some cool colors and stuff coming out next year for back to school. We've got some good collaborations coming up with the Taya Kyle and the Chris Kyle frog foundation and Damon John, if you're familiar with him from Mm -hmm. the shark tank fame. So, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of awareness and traction, which is good.
0: Awesome. And great to hear. Mike, man, great to have you on. Definitely, uh, you're doing something out there. Very impactful, very powerful. Uh, we're going to do our share here to be able to uh, forward and get that message out the right way to the right people and certainly promote your product With I'm a big believer in it.
1: I appreciate it, Rafa. Thanks for having me on today.
0: All right, brother. All right, man. What a great conversation with Mike. I got to tell you that you need to go to leatherbackgear.com. Grab yourself a couple of these backpacks for yourself, for your family. All right. They're instrumental. I use them every single day. And I gotta tell you, I wouldn't be without them for sure. And I hope that you learned and maybe take some of these strategies and start implementing them into your life. Crucial, right? These are very important things that we were talking about here, all right? Active shooters do happen, and I'm gonna ask you as a warrior-minded man to take the lead to protect yourself and your family. All right, guys, listen, remember, menofwarcrucible.com, i I'm pushing it because we are looking for men right that are stepping up in the right direction men that want to change their lives it's all about just building this brotherhood all right there's a couple of slots left for october july is completely full and uh, we do have another uh, group going in january 2021 so go there and submit your uh, application also if you don't follow us on instagram come on you got to All right, at Man of War with two R's and our new YouTube channel. Give us some love, please. I mean, we're here. We give you this content for free every single day throughout all these uh, platforms. So all we ask is a token of appreciation. Uh, Help us grow. Uh, YouTube uh, channel is um, uh, youtube.com forward slash Man of War. All right, here we go. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.